You guys, I've discovered Halloween candy and now I can't. Oh my God, my knuckles are so ashy. Oh my God. I've discovered Halloween candy and I can't stop. So if you hear me crunching in the back, mind your business. Today, I am joined by my sorority sister, Natalie. Natalie, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm good. I live in your state now. It's so crazy. Is that not crazy? Like, first of all, do you like it so far? Like, what do you think so far? So I moved in July, which is like the worst time. Um, the one seventeen for like multiple days in a row mm-hmm. truly like messed with my brain. And I'm having a hard time because you know, like growing up in on the Pacific Northwest, like seasons change your mood. It changes where I'm at in my work. Like shifts my focus um and it's just sunny all the time so i'm like i my seasonal depression hasn't hit yet so i'm a little bit confused on that and my work is not the same because i'm in a school district it's just Mm. it's different it's It's different different. Mm -hmm. it is different something about the seasonal depression so i will say the depression still comes it's just hot so you just cry and it's hot oh my god i'm just crying and sweating (laughs) right you're like are these tears is it sweat like I think it's a mix of both. But you do like, you like it so far? (laughs) I do. I think I just was having such a hard time in the beginning of the summer and like, not for nothing, trying to make friends at 30 years old is so It's so hard. It's hard. I I have a hard time being like, yeah, let me go out to happy hour and let me like make small talk with people that I don't know, because I feel like that was my entire like college experience and I just don't Mm want to do it anymore. I don't (laughs) like respectfully, I don't want to do it. I just have a lot of Real Housewives that I need to watch right now, and yep, I don't want to oh. listen, Destiny. I'm I'm out here trying. Okay, this is so. I am like moving at in my early 30s. People are already established. Like my best friend's having a baby, mm. and so they're like truly settling, settling down. And so you're either like making friends with like super young people who are lit in a different era in their own life where. Yep they can drink excessively and like live the next day. And I can't do that anymore. Or like you're making friends with people who have children and are married and like have this established life together. And so it's kind of hard to like, I'm truly in the middle of like, do I go to music festivals still? I don't think I want to, or do I like go to mommy and me classes because I Ugh. don't have any, <laughs> have any friends. So maybe I can just like pretend. I don't know. It's so hard. It's really hard. It is hard. You're right. And I will say since moving here, I have met a lot of people, I think to exactly like you said, either the people that I have hung out with are super young or like mommy. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I trust me, I will try and hang. Like I will rip the tequila shots. I will throw it all the way back to college. I will do it, but I will just have like a coma, like a coma for six days and not be able mm-hmm. to function and be really sad and like truly not be get out of bed. And I cannot live my life that way because I have adult responsibilities. No, no, no. We can't. I know. I mean, I'm, I told you, I interviewed Maddie, my sorority episode where we talked yes. about everything but just uh-huh. flashing back to like college and the sorority and like how we used to drink monday through friday i saw a tiktok about a four loco and like she was like test like trying it for the first time and i was like oh the four loco uh, no. like the whole era just drinking and being able to get up the next day like nothing and then that night we're drinking again and like like it's nothing makeup hair done like looking good mm-hmm. yeah casually ripping two sidewalk slammers is not a normal amount of consumption of alcohol and people should not do that yeah people shouldn't do that yet here i am still standing and i have a lot of memories of you specifically i was digging horrible horrible i was digging through some photos and there's a lot of photos of you and i hugging drunk at what was the live out slam slam house slam house yeah yeah yep my humble abode your humble abode abode. that's right you did that was you yeah and i'm like what is going on like it was that was i'll never forget you and Slam House. When I think of Slam Honestly. House, I think of you. So, oh, thank you. Memory lane. I know memory lane. I'm obsessed with all of it. But yeah, so. But since then, okay, I had this vivid memory. I was like, "When's the last time I saw Natalie?" And remember when I had that like photography phase? Oh my god! 
I was scrolling through your Facebook and you, so you took my, I think we did like Christmas photos or something mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. we had just gotten Opie. I think Opie was like a year old or something like that. And we wanted to do um, Christmas cards that uh-huh. year. And oh my God, you still, I, I looked at one of them and I was like, oh my God, that was so long ago. That must've been like 2018. Yeah. It was a long oh time God. ago. I know. What a haul. Yes. Vivid memories of taking photos of me, my ex-husband. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to tell it from how I saw it. Yes. Let's start there. Yeah. So I remember, I, th- I remember you were in a relationship for what felt like a very long time. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, we love that. We love all through college, like whatever. So when the engagement and the things happen, I'm like, oh, of course, that's like, of course. But then it like the wedding and I was like, of course. And it seemed like in the blink of an eye, it was gone. Like the photos, everything that I was like, "Mm." and like, obviously we know like when people remove photos of people or like, you know, like something's going on, right? You're like, oh, maybe they like whatever. But like that quickly, I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. yeah, it was quick. Super, super. Um, and it's so funny because my closest friends and I, someone will remove a photo of their boyfriend or husband mm-hmm. and we are on it. We're like, did you see? And so as soon as I knew I did that, I was mm-hmm. like, I am fully giving everyone free range to think whatever yep. they want because it is literally me all the time. Like I am that human. So I have no qualms on group text lighting on fire when I they like randomly went away because we were together for so long since ooh, 2012 I think is when we started dating wow yeah 2012 until um 2021 we were together so it was a super super long relationship um yeah and it happened very quickly but I think a lot of what happened also happened very quickly. So like okay. it, we obviously were like in this kind of toxic cycle that you sure. just continue to live in because you're so comfortable with it. And like kind of going back to college, like we started dating in like a very tumultuous time, like in anyone's life, like 20 years old, you're like trying to figure out who you are, trying to figure out like what you want to do in your life, like what kind of roles that you want to take on professionally, personally in friendships with your family. So it's just like kind of was a chaotic time. And we lived, you know, everyone in Pullman knows we lived a very chaotic life. Like we did whatever we want. We partied a lot. We had a lot of fun. And like, honestly, in my early twenties, like that continued, um, with the the certain group of friends that I was with, like didn't really slow down much, but like, as we got older, like I definitely slowed down the friend group definitely slowed down, but like, I still felt like our relationship was in that chaos all the time. And there's something to be said to be like addicted to the chaos because Mm -hmm. it's the only thing that I knew and that it like as weird as it sounds is like I was so comfortable in the chaos like Mm. if it wasn't chaotic I was kind of like what's going I don't understand um so I think hitting the marriage like getting married and then everything that came after it there's a lot of thoughts of like okay once you get married there's like this happens and then this happens and then this, this happens and nothing was happening like that to me and I kind of was like hold on I'm still feeling this way. I'm still Mm. feeling chaotic. I'm still feeling like anxiety ridden. Like Mm -hmm. there was a mass exodus um, from people away from me. Like I lost a bunch of friends. Mm. Um, I was pretty distant with my family. And I just like had this like very small knit group of people that were like, hey, you got to look inward, like something's Mm. going on. Like your anxiety is like literally killing you. You're losing so much weight. You dropped an incredible amount of weight. Like you're in like this constant spiral of anxiety, like do some digging. Um, And I had a really, really, really amazing therapist who never pushed me one way or the other. Mm. I always remember her just asking me questions and me just kind of like coming to answers on my own. So when I finally was like, Hey, I think it's time for me to like leave or 
make the exit away from this. She was like, great, tell me your plan. How would you like to execute this? And it was never like, oh my God, thank God. Like I've been waiting for, you know, it was more of just like, okay, cool. Tell me how I can help you. Like, tell me what your thoughts are. And I just remember being so thankful for her because your friends are your friends. They're going to tell you and they're going to go along with whatever you want because they love you. And they're like, we'll support you no matter what. But I just remember her being a very consistent person of saying, remember when you said this, remember Mm -hmm. this feeling, remember what, what your goals in life are. Do you feel like you're being able to achieve those Mm -hmm. goals? And I always had to do like intensive reflection with her, which made me like hate her right before the wedding. Because I was like, stop making me reflect. This is supposed to be the happiest time of my life. (laughs) It's like the crazy brides that are like, this is the happiest time of my life when it's right. like, you're, ma'am, you're miserable. Like everyone can read it on you. You're like having the worst time. You're taking it out on everybody and you are just alone and it's like scary AF. Ah, uh, ooh. Uh-huh. Were you... I mean, it sounds like leading up to the wedding, like you were going into your therapy and stuff, which is super helpful and great. But like you, did you still feel uneasy going like on wedding day? Like, I feel like that's my biggest nightmare is waking up being like, you know. Like I really didn't feel any type of way, any other, like I really felt the same way that I've been feeling. Like in March of 2020, I had like a crazy panic attack that lasted literally three months. It was, so I was living in constant, like I had tremors in my hands. I couldn't eat anything. I was so exhausted all the time that I would like half sleep. So I wasn't sleeping very much. Mm -hmm. I was just like in a constant um, panic attack. I have like panic disorder. Like I was just constantly Mm -hmm. living in that. Um, And so that's when I ended up getting a therapist because I was like, something is literally wrong. Well, good for you. Yes. (laughs) But I will say about my ex-husband was truly amazing during that time, like very supportive, Good. was a very open to conversation. Like I probably kept him up multiple nights in a row with like panic tremors. There was so many things that were going on. Um, and then I like dropped 15 pounds within, I think it was like two or three weeks. And then it was, it was truly my my mom is a very loving person love her dearly but she's a mom Uh and when she told me hey you're looking a little ill I was like oh I must look really ill because lord knows every mother would like their daughter to be thin thin af um you're like super tall tall. And so I was like, and everyone around me at first was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? You look so great. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, your eyes are sinking into your face. You are like constantly shaking. My personality felt like it was completely gone. Like I'm normally a very lively laugh. I'm loud. I have a lot of, I have a lot to say, Um, but I literally was like dead quiet. I was It was really, really bad. So I started like really digging into why I was feeling that way and what Mm -hmm. was going on. Um, And I felt like by the time that it was like six months out, I had felt like a lot of resolve in everything that was happening. I felt like, okay, like this is just, I had anxiety for a long time, but this one, I don't know if what happened to me, but it just kind of imploded on me. So I had like a lot of resolve in it. Um, So going into the wedding day, I like, felt totally fine. Like it was, I was going to do it no matter, like I will say this to anybody, I was going to do it no matter what. Like I did not have any qualms about it. I felt like I had put enough time and effort into this relationship to validate it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm ready to do the, I'm ready. I already put the deposits (laughs) down. We're going, we're walking down that aisle. It's happening. And I'm, I feel comfortable with it. And you know, the wedding day happened, whatever happened. And then just like after that, it felt like one thing after another, after another, after another. And then like that panic that I had gotten rid of six months ago, like crept back into my life. And I was like, oh no. So this isn't just like a a whim. Like I just had randomly panic. It was truly something that was going on in my life. And my body was literally having conversations with me and saying, hey, what's going on. You need to, something is off in your life that you need to look inward at and you need to start fixing. So I wish it didn't happen that way because 
panic disorder is like so scary and you feel like your world is crumbling around you. Yeah. Um, but I am really thankful because like, I truly feel like your body communicates the needs before your brain is able to like fully comprehend what's going on. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh man. How long was the, the marriage? If you could, don't mind. Sharing? Um, so we, gosh, when did we, so we had separated, okay. um, but filing for divorce and like going through divorce is a long process. Like it's not, you can't just like walk down to the courthouse and be like, Hey, I want a divorce. There is so much paperwork that you have to fill out. And mine was very, I will say mine was very, very easy. Um, we did not own a home together. There wasn't assets right. that we needed to split up. There was no children kids, involved. Right. No. So it was, if you're going to do it that way, we <laughs> ended up doing it pretty easily. It's funny. My friend group that I, I had always had, but I had really built up after everything had happened. Um, they're a little bit older than me and, uh, three of them had gone through divorces. And so one of them, shout out to Rachel, amazing, sat me down, bought me dinner and oh. she pulled her divorce paperwork and sat next to me and I had my divorce paperwork and we went page by page and she helped me like fill it out on my own. And so I could file it on my own without attorneys or anything like that. So it was wow. honestly girls helping girls. It was, it's so much paperwork and I didn't even have to split anything or do any money trade, like nothing. And it is so and it takes a lot of time, like a court processor. I had to go into court um, and provide the paperwork and then pay for the divorce, which is so crazy. You have to pay for a marriage license and you have to pay for a divorce, even though like you're not even paying attorneys or anything like that. You have to pay for a divorce. Uh-huh. Not, I think it was like 350. I can't remember. It wasn't like astronomical, okay. but it also is like I had to pay for those marriage license. Now you're taking money for me to get divorced again. Yeah. It'd be free. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. So you had to go, I had to go into court, submit the papers. And then I can't remember what they did, but they, it has to go to a judge. And then a court processor called me like December of 2022. So, and she was like, Hey, this is probably going to be about three weeks before we get all it done. But then she had called me in the next week and sent me an email. Literally I got an email. I was like, you are divorced. And I was like, in an email? <laughs> okay, I guess I'm divorced. But yeah, it was through an email and it was worded to myself and him. And that's the way it went. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And then that's just it. I know. And then I'm like, oh, I'm officially divorced. Huh. It's like, it's anticlimactic, really. You're like, I got an email in my Gmail on <laughs> in the middle of December on a Friday. And it was like, you're divorced, FYI. And I was like, do I cry? Do I celebrate? Right. And I just, I literally went back to work and it was like, shut everything off again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I will say I was very, very good at. I, if you asked anyone I was working with, like three people knew, um, but everyone else was like, what? That, that all was going on and you there was nothing, no one could tell anything was going on. Like I really, I think it was a huge survival mechanism. I compartmentalize yeah. it every single thing. Like I would take one thing at a time and I did my best to not perseverate on it. And I would tackle it and like put it in a box and like shove it away and then get to the next thing. Um, now I am a chaotic mess because I think I spent so much energy like compartmentalizing things and like moving through things. So like, I didn't even like have time to have emotions about things because I was mm. just like, okay, I have to do this because the, this is what's next and this is what's next. And now I just feel like a chaotic emotional mess sometimes because I'm like, I don't get it. I was so strong during this time. I was able to do this, 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 and this. And I can't even like process one thing at a time now without like having big emotions about everything. But that's okay. I feel like super. It's yeah totally okay. It was a time in my life where I, that was like the way I was going to survive. And so mm -hmm. I will say that I always would listen to like podcasts and people would be like, 
talking about all the things that was happening to them. And they were like, I went on autopilot. And I was like, that's literally never going to be me because I have so many emotions. I need to express them all the time. <laughs> but like, yeah. I, it truly was, I was on autopilot and just like take tackling one thing at a time. And I didn't even have time. Like when I removed all the photos, I didn't even have time to even care. Like I was like, people are going to say things. People are always going to say things. They're always going to have their opinions. Let them talk. I really don't care. Like I have so many other things I have to worry about. Like people's opinions right now, they -hmm. don't matter. They really don't matter. No, and that's true because I'm people and I'm nosy. I'm like, I remember, and it really, it wasn't for me. It wasn't even like, oh my God, I can't believe. It was more of like a, what happened? Like, you know, like. Truly. Like what yeah. happened? Like, you're just like, are they together? Like, I'm like, I just I don't need to know. I'm like, just, are you together or no? Yes. And I think I totally understand people's like interest in that. Mm-hmm. Like I will respect him forever. I will respect sure. his family. There's like, there was so much love there for so long that like, I will never to anybody like speak an ill word if I don't necessarily have to just right. because it's like, I would expect the same back and mm-hmm. forth like we both know what happened and we both know like how much time and effort we put into the relationship. I'm not going to disparage it now because it's like, right. what's the point? Like I'm very happy and my split pace that I'm with and the person I'm with is amazing and respectful and sweet and kind and supports me. So it's like, I'm not going to dig up old stuff just to like, no. what, so we can fight. I've had enough. Okay. I don't right. need to do that anymore. I think I'm okay with where I'm at right now. Oh, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think, yeah. I will say, so I have another friend who she's like our age and she just got divorced last year. And I'm just like, as someone who I've talked about on this podcast, like, I don't know if I want to get married. I don't know if I have kids. Like, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But I feel like even though a lot of the societal norms have changed and a lot of women are like, I'm going to do what I want. Marriage is still so just like the one thing that's like you do, it's what you do. Or like people deep down really do want marriage or a partner, which is totally fine. And so divorce is like Mm -hmm. not something that you think about at this age, like, or like at the wedding, like, you know what I mean? And like, I have a dark sense of humor. So I've been at weddings and I'm like, can't wait for the divorce party in like 20 years. But like, how about six months? <laughs> right, right. It's like, but like, damn, like, you don't really think, like, I don't know. So I'm curious what that's looked like in your friend circle. I'm sure everyone was super supportive when you went through it, or if anyone wasn't supportive, but just like, do you ever think about, and this sounds bad, and I mean this all with all due respect, but do you mm. ever think about people maybe looking at you being like, oh, we don't want to end up like Natalie, or like, you know what I mean? Oh, I think everyone thought that for a long time and they just didn't want to say anything to me. Like, Right. And I totally respect people who feel that way. Like, I don't want to end up like that because it's emotionally like one of the most difficult things I will probably ever go through. Yeah. Um, It's really shaped me as a person, honestly, though. Like my, I feel like I cared about a lot of different things before I was married. I had a lot of different friendships that were not supportive and not, they weren't building me up to be a whole person. It was kind of just like pieces of a person. And I was very insecure, very hateful. Don't get me wrong. I still got, I still got it in me. Don't worry. But like really just like didn't value friendships, didn't value relationships because I just felt like I was on this one track. Like I, to be honest, when we got engaged, like I was like, yeah, this is the next steps. But I never had, like, I really didn't have ever like a burning desire to be married. Um, I was just, again, thought it's like the next step, the next logical step. Everybody else around us was was doing it. And so we're like, okay, like, I think this is what you're going to do. I have a completely different outlook on it now. Um, I say all the time, like I'll, probably get pregnant before I get married again. Not because I don't want to get married to the person that I'm with. Cause I think he's wonderful and fabulous and right. amazing. But I just, I, I say this to my friends that I am really close with. I want to be really loved at my wedding. And I don't feel like at my previous wedding, I was loved. Mm. I feel like a lot of people were there because they felt they had to be there. And I want my wedding. If I have another one, 
so small and so intimate that everybody there is so happy for me that I won't ever have to sit at some point in my wedding and, and question if people are happy that I'm for me to be there. Um, and it was like, my friends were like so upset when I said that they're like, we do love you. And we loved you so much. And we, we would be there with you no matter what. It's like, I know that, but I want right. my people there to be like over the moon for me. Like, I can't, we're so excited for her. And I will never put myself in a situation again that I don't feel fully loved and respected in a big stage like that. Like mm-hmm. I'd much rather have a kid and then go down to the courtroom house and have like a little ring bearer with me or a flower Aww. girl and just like do it that way. Because I just, first of all, they're expensive. Second of all, it's a lot of attention. Third of all, it's like a lot of pressure, not only for the bride and groom, but a lot of pressure for bridesmaids and family. And there's like a lot of societal pressure that comes with that. And I was fully bought in fully bought into all of that. Like, this is what my bachelorette should look like. This is what my bachelorette should look like. This is what (laughs) my flowers are going to look like. And I'm going to kill somebody if they don't look this way, like fully bought into that. And I would listen to people be like, just enjoy yourself. Like Mm -hmm. no one's going to look at the linens. No one cares. And I was like, everyone cares. Everyone cares about the linen. Everyone cares about the forks. Like they don't, Mm -hmm. they really don't. And Mm -hmm. I just like wish more brides could like see that because no one cares. You have alcohol at your wedding and there's not 300 kids running around screaming. People are going to have fun. They're yep. going to have fun. Yep. I, it, yeah. So I, I am like, I would love to get married again, but not because of what it signifies just because it's more of just uh, a partnership and like kind of like doing vows to each other that we're going to respect and love each other instead of this like, big celebration like I'd much rather just do something intimate and like do the vows and like do the financial stuff <laughs> never yeah, <laughs> like, never. Not, right, yeah. Right. right because it, no. it, marriage is such a financial decision that people don't like when I was filling out all that paperwork it's none of it is about your vows let me tell you right now <laughs> none of that divorce paperwork cares about what you said on your vows they are not going to say hey you said a b c d in your vows look what you're doing now. It says, how much money do you have in the bank? How much money are you going to split between the two of you? Do you have children? What is your parenting plan going to look like? They don't care that you said, I'll love you forever. And right. They of, don't care the right do, about, nope. that they, you know, that you're the Pam to my gym. Don't care. They don't care. Don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They get, they care about the money and how you're going to split this financially. So this doesn't become a big thing when they bring it to the courts. So that's just my now view on it. Of, I just want something small and I want everyone there to love me and love my partner equally and just like have a really beautiful time um, in a small setting. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people. I don't want bridesmaids. I love mm. my friends. I said all my friends can wear black. <laughs> love my <laughs> wedding. Um, but like I want to get ready with them, like do all those fun things because like the wedding day is going to be fun. Like I want them to be there. I want my sister to be there and like my nieces. Um, but I, I don't need people standing up there with me. I, because I don't need a matron of honor. Like, no. And listen, I feel like growing up, I don't know if it's because, so my parents got married, just the two of them, like in their living room, like 35 years ago. That's like what they did. And I think, you know, my mom, bless her sweet spirit. And if you've been around my mom and heard her talk about weddings, it is like this grand Cirque du Soleil like event that she wants Mm -hmm. for me. And I love that she wants that for me. And I thought I wanted that forever. I was like, I want 600 guests and 12 bridesmaids and then the trip and the this and all the groomsmen and the flower girls and the candles and the people hanging from the ceiling and the... Uh First of all, I don't even know 600 people. I don't even know 100 people that Mm -hmm. I would want there. I don't even no. know 50, like 50, like that I personally want there. No. So I'm with you. Like these days I'm like, if I do decide to get married, I'm bougie. So I want to keep that. I want a bougie AF wedding. Yeah. Fancy, but small 40 guests, 30 guests, black tie affair, fancy, but small, good yeah. food, love, a lot of love, mm-hmm. you know, not that big weddings, there's no love, of course, you know, but it's like, I hear what you're saying of like, sometimes it's just, you're just doing what's next in the process. Like the big wedding, we got to do the wedding. We got to do the. And walking up to a table and introducing yourself like, hi, I'm Natalie. 
was one thing that I was very staunch on. Like, I don't want to walk up to the table and be like, have to introduce myself to people because like, this is my wedding day. I don't want random people there. And it always happens. The mom has the second 21st removed cousins that need to be there. And it's like no big deal, but I was very like, I feel like I folded on too many things. Like I'm a very strong person, but like I folded on because I just didn't want the smoke. Like I didn't want it. So I just continued to fold. So that's why I'm like, when is going to divert me away from what I want? I never thought about that. Like introducing yourself to people at your own wedding. Mm -hmm. That is insane because okay maybe this is me being too hyper independent because i only think about me i'm like well me and my family i guess if i marry someone they will also have family yeah totally you know you you might but like also if they're that close to you you should have probably already met the people that are gonna be that's the kind of small i want like Mm -hmm. same if there's aunts and uncles that are coming like i want to meet them before the wedding day if they're that important to you and spend that much time with you like i want to meet them before we get married i want to make sure that we have a good relationship and i've met all the important people in your life and like establish myself in your life before we jump into marriage um yeah definitely taking notes going forward yeah i'm also taking notes i'm like shoot that's true like if if you know i don't get to meet your great grandma junebug then that you love so much and you talk about all the time why haven't i met junebug what's going on here does she need a 50 dollar plate at this wedding (laughs) or can i go visit her after in my wedding like you know there's just things that Mm -hmm. like everything adds up everything's expensive (laughs) and everything like needs to have a purpose if it's gonna be there money speaking of Mm -hmm. money and really gifts was kind Mm -hmm. of my first thought yes how do you what's what's it look like just be very blanketly honest like really was kind of split and go like really there wasn't anything that we had that was so protective and sure you know that we I really have no idea like how we split it up I he might have a bunch of things I'm I, I know I have a well, bunch I of feel things like, it's like, like even marriage aside it's like a normal breakup if you live together right like who takes the couch who takes the bookshelf who you know it's yeah. probably yeah no and there was some dividing and conquering and that it, that stuff is so uncomfortable because it's like <sighs> do you want the plates or can I take the plates um but yeah it, it it wasn't as messy as it could have been I will say that yeah. I will yeah. say that like even messy breakups can get like really ugly have you ever seen that meme where it was like the divorce and it was a couple that split up their beanie babies that no. oh my god <laughs> look it up they have like this prized possession of beanie babies and they're literally in the court being like okay I'll take this one take this one that flashed before my mind when i was like we have to split up our stuff like thank god we don't have a wide variety of beanie babies that we need to like pick between each each one of us no no it was very like you take this i'll take this and we kind of like split and went our separate ways on that one um but yeah weddings the wedding was very expensive and there's a lot of payment plans that we were on to get everything Mm -hmm. paid for um but I don't know. I just don't, I didn't even, again, I was in a one track mind. Like those types of things like really didn't pop up in my head. Like nothing was going to equal like my happiness and my sanity at that point. So I pretty much was just like, whatever, whatever it takes. Like we just have to figure this out because like we keep trying and something is just like not clicking, not clicking. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Huh. Well, okay. So you get divorced. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it wasn't super messy. Could have been messier. We've seen messier. We've heard messier on from people. Yeah. Which is good. That's really good. Like that's a blessing in disguise. Like it was good. Amicable. After, I know you have a boyfriend now, but Mm -hmm. when you were dating Uh and before you met him, which by the way, I want to know how you guys met. uh, He looks familiar, by the way. I'm like, he looks familiar and I don't know where from. Was it he? We came to one of your classes together. No, no, no. Yes, okay. I remember. Like, <laughs> yeah. Before that, like when you were post started posting photos with him, because I remember being like, "Oh, I think Natalie's got a new man." Like, uh-huh. but I was like, he looks familiar. So anyway, um, but when you were dating, how did 
did you talk about? Did you tell guys that you were divorced? Or like, what was that like? Were guys weird about it? Were they cool with it? It was experimental. Like, <laughs> it really was experimental. Like, I say now, like, I, I almost use it as like an introduction. Like, I, I'm Natalie. I'm divorced. Like, I am so not afraid to talk about it. And when I first went into dating, I was like, no one needs to know my business. Right. I'm going, I'm getting divorced. I was separated. I wasn't officially divorced when I first started dating. Everyone does it. There's literally no shame in that. No. Um, and the first people that I was talking to, I didn't say anything because I ha was very protective over it. I was like, no mm -hmm. one needs to know my business until it's like appropriate. Um, but I also like people, <laughs> one guy like went through my Instagram and was like, Hey, you're tagged in some photos. And I was like, Oh yeah. Um, I'm separated, like very honest and was, and a lot of guys were super cool. Like, cool. Mm -hmm. Thanks for letting me know, like just making sure that you weren't a married woman on these dating apps, which is totally fair. I would do right. the exact same thing. Right. Um, some guys were like, I had one guy, I don't know if something was going on with him. He wanted to know too much. Like he asked me, um, to give extreme detail of my wedding day and he knew we were talking about like separation. He was like asking specific details of like how you get divorced and like separated. I was like, sir, this is like a really traumatic time in my life. Could you like yeah, not? This is not right now. Right. <laughs> not right now. Like he was a little bit too into knowing a lot of details about my wedding day that I was like, are you genuinely interested or is there like something going on up here? Well, the wedding day kind of throws me like you that you're so interested in the wedding day. Like, yeah. And also was, the even the divorce process, it's like, we don't know each other, sir. Like, relax. Google it. Like, I don't need to be your director here. Like, I'm not right. going to recruit. I'm not going to show you the way. It, so, like, weird <laughs> things like that. And But other than that, like, when I met Ryan, Ryan and I met on Hinge. And I had recently got my feelings hurt on Bumble by somebody. <laughs> like, feelings hurt, hurt, hurt doubly triply what all happened? the hurts it was just like it when you i was with someone for so long you just right. kind of fall back into those same patterns with somebody and i had just done that with somebody that i barely knew it was such a bad idea yeah. and like it it just went too fast and i was just acting like i previously did which is not how, like literally my therapist was like what are you doing like right. you don't even know this person like it, that well at all and i was like you're right. I'm acting crazy. But um, so I went on Hinge because I was like, I'm never going back on Bubble ever again. Mm -hmm. um, and randomly, I was literally sitting at my cycle studio playlisting, like on it, like half playlisting, half just swiping on Hinge. Oh. Um, and he came. So he was in Seattle for the summer. He was working as like a traveling sales director for the company that he works for. And he was in Seattle for 10 weeks or something like that. And he, he's going to hate me for saying this. I thought his profile was like a joke. Like I thought it was, he was like trying to be funny. Um, so many people have heard this story. They're like, we've heard him, but he <laughs> said, you know, I really love Machine Gun Kelly and like well done steaks are actually really good. So I was like, this guy, gets it like he is with the social jokes like he's with it and I was like on and I messaged him because I was like this guy is literally so funny and I said um do you want to drink each other's blood like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and he was like hello question <laughs> like nice to meet you psychopath and I was like don't you want to be like I was literally just making fun of Machine Gun Kelly right. and Megan Fox but he didn't pick up that he was he he says all the time he was like i was just so excited that this like hot girl was messaging me on oh. that i was like i was gonna go with anything that was going on but we didn't i didn't figure out we all could together did not figure out that i was joking until our third date when he legitimately was talking about going to a machine gun kelly concert and i was like what and he, he was like yeah you know like i love machine gun kelly i was like the gig is up like, we don't have to joke about this anymore. And he was like, no, I actually have gone to every single Machine Gun Kelly concert that I could go to. Oh, you're and a, was, a real fan. You're a stan. A real fan. And I was like, oh.
God, I've said so many mean things, but it just ended up, it was really, really funny and it just went perfectly from there. But yeah, so we just met on Hinge. He was actually living in Florida mm. when we first met because he was only in Seattle for like 10 weeks or so. And he got promoted and he got moved to Arizona. And I was like, oh, I can work with Arizona. Florida, I cannot. Uh, yeah, same. I can't work with that. But um, he got moved to Arizona and then we did long distance for 10 months, 10 months. Yeah. So we did and like flight to Phoenix or like $89 sometimes. So we really just like did back and forth. I think we did it like every two weeks. Um, oh, wow. He would come to Seattle and or I would go to Scottsdale just back and forth every two wow. weeks. Um, and then like working for a school district, I had some like long breaks off. So I got to like True. come and stay for long periods of time or like he could come and stay with me and like work from home. So that was really, really great. And then in April, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And he was like, okay, well, I think I need to stay in Scottsdale for a little bit. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to come there. I think I need to like leave the Pacific Northwest for a little bit. Like there's a lot of trauma in this state that I think, yep. and like, I did not leave my area of Seattle um, since 2016. I never moved out oh. of that little space. Yep. I never okay. moved out of there. I moved just like literally blocks away from my, my like original place that I lived with Gabby, like on a road. Gabby and I lived together for way too long, um, forever. <laughs> and like, we really like moved around that little spot in Seattle. And I was like, I, I'm either going to like settle down here or I'm going to like take an adventure. And I was like, I got to get out of here. And so I took an adventure and came to Aww. Scottsdale. It's a little wild here, especially working for schools. It's very different. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a huge learning curve and like I'm taking it one day at a time. But like, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here because there is so much like growth that needs to happen here that I feel like I'm making a bigger impact. You know what I mean? Like I'm making a bigger impact because I'm putting more effort into, whereas like Washington, it's like a very progressive and things are already moving and grooving and they're like, right. you're literally old news, Natalie, like we don't need you. Um, right. But like Arizona has like a lot of growth to make and uh -huh. There's just like, I've met like a lot of amazing people that are very active and wanting to make change. So that's been really awesome. Well, I think that's great. And I think, again, I'm not a kid and nor do I have kids in this school uh -huh. system here, but um, for lack of better words, it's, I've heard it's rough. So on all levels. So I do think it, it makes a, a difference for people like you being teachers and representation for those kids and a safe space for those kids who maybe haven't ever had a teacher like you or with thoughts like you or views like you. So mm -hmm. I do think you will be making a difference in some kids' lives, which I think is so important because I really have like Kool-Aid man through, through school. So I'm like, no, yeah. we're not doing it this way. Move it now. We're changing everything. <laughs> and that's been really hard because like, again, I'm trying to make friends, but I'm over here like, busting down doors being like we're changing this yeah this all needs to change yesterday so yeah yeah but, yeah yeah well good for you that's great yeah but yeah so we've been here ever since and he found out naturally that I was divorced like it was just like came up on our first date and he was one of the experiments like of me like letting people know that I was or wasn't. And it like naturally came up in conversation. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting divorced. And like hesitant first and then was like, okay, cool. No big deal. Like really, really, really cool about it. And I was like, oh, this guy's so awesome. Like he's not even like phased by it at all. And it rarely comes up. It's just mm. interesting. It rarely yeah. comes up anymore. It's like, obviously when I was going through like I wasn't officially divorced when we first started dating. So there was like, I had to go to the court and I had to fill out all this paperwork and there's drama because of this and there's right. si signatures and serving papers. And so that kind of stuff. Um, I think it was very beneficial that we actually weren't together 24 seven. Mm -hmm. I think I had a lot of processing that I needed to do independently, like without yeah. someone there supporting me through it because I needed to like figure it out on my own. So having the space was actually pretty amazing. It sucked. It was horrible. Like I miss sure. him all the time, but like, I think that I also needed that independence during that time to like continue to process everything that was going on. 
Yeah. When you when you were on Hinge during your divorce, divorce, were you looking for a relationship or just looking for like something fun or not serious? See, or I had never. Well, like I met my ex-husband in 2016, like and we yeah. were on and off in college sometimes like a typical college couple like we broke up and then we'll get back together. Um, So I never really dated like mm. ever. And dating is so I don't know. It's and again, I was 28, 29. What did I 29 when I started dating. And so like I was also getting some other guys that were actually divorced too. And so it was just an interesting mix of kids kids because I was like get I didn't know how to set my age date so I was having like 19 year olds in my DMs and I was like oh. how do I get this 19 year old like out of my DM? I didn't know how to change the age range that was on there so I was like truly getting like 41 year olds that are like with three kids and then I would have like Max who's 19 and he was like you trying to hang out and no sir I'm not you're no. an infant you can't Maybe. even drink yet yeah so yeah. it I got a very interesting mix of people in there and like figuring out like who actually wants to date and who actually wants to just like you know hook up was interesting and that was just not my thing like mm -hmm. I have to like I cannot do any of that so it was just like Read, trying to read people and try to understand like dating cues when yeah. I hadn't literally ever truly done it because I don't count dating in your college years like actually dating because you're not you don't have your profession you don't have like interpersonal skills yet because you're right. like just throwing your emotions around all the time so it was like very odd it was just odd to mm -hmm. try and hold conversations with interesting men yeah it sucks Dating sucks, I will tell you. But mm -hmm. I will say, I am not on the apps right now. And I always do this where I delete them. And then I get this little itch. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know, the guys are different. And it's the same guys. Or I'm like, maybe there's a couple of new, maybe, you know, a lot of people are moving to Phoenix. Maybe there's new. And uh -huh. it's not. And I'm like, this sucks. But your story does give me a smidget of hope about the, the apps. Yeah. A smidge. A smidge. Um, but not enough yet. But a smidge. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I I genuinely got so lucky with him because he was a person not only was like willing to keep up the conversation with me and not be like, so are you trying to hang out? Like he genuinely had a lot of questions about like who I was and my family life, but also shared equal values that I did, which what like never even process like does this person have the same values as i do like starting to date somebody in college like do you even know what your values are like those types of conversations are so important of like do i want to continue to work after we have children do you mm. want me to work after you have children what type of life would you like to live would you like it's so important like do you want to live in the suburbs? Is that going yeah. to make your life absolutely out of your mind miserable? Or do you want to be close to the city? Like those types of things seem so trivial when you're in your young 20s, but they're so right. important because everyone grows up, gets their own kids, has their own family, and you really only have each other mm -hmm. at some points. Like you do have your friends, but like that is your person. That is your partner. That is the person yeah. that you will talk to day in and day out. And if you don't, if one of the person is miserable all the time because of where they're living or because of the kids or not equal shares of funds or something like that, then it's like full stop. You can't like, cannot do that anymore because you're just going to be miserable all the time. No, that is so true. And I feel like maybe it's part of maturing or getting older, but those are things you think about and going into dating. Those are things, you know, you have to kind of think about unless depending on your dating goals, but like, if you're looking for a partner, it's like, you do have to, like ask those things. Okay. Question for you, because mm -hmm. I'm guilty of going on hinge dates. And the first date I'm like, hell no, be honest. After uh -huh. your first date, were you like, oh my God, this is, he, he's the one or like, what, how did you feel like after the first date? I just was such in a spot of like, I'm having so much fun with this person. And like, he's okay. so kind and so sweet. I really was not in a stage where I was fully ready to like commit to anybody because I was just like, I'm just out here trying to date right now and like understand what it feels like to date people again. But his consistency and like his 
communication piece and the way mm-hmm. that he like genuinely listened and valued like knowing about my family like small little things like remembering my brother's names and like asking how they were and like remembering my niece's name and be like when is the next time you get to see your niece like those little things like grew over time and just showed me like oh my god this person like really really cares about me and Mm -hmm. he was just so consistent and like I was a person that thrived in chaos for such a long time so this person coming in and being consistent and being kind and like really showing that they cared about me I was like first of all back up (laughs) get away from me like what are you talking you don't care about my niece you don't actually care about that but he did and so it like took some growth in me to be like this is what it feels like to be loved and this is what it feels like to have like consistency in your life And this is what it should feel like. Like you should feel comfortable going home every day. You should feel this space around you being relaxed. So going into it, I was like, just trying to like, not get my feelings hurt again. Like I just want to find a nice person. So like after our first date, I also knew he lived in Florida. So I was like, great vacation spot. So maybe I can go visit Florida a few (laughs) times. But then when he moved to Phoenix, I was like, oh, I can definitely like make this work. And Mm -hmm. it also, again, gave me some time to be independent and alone because I had not been alone since 2016. So I got like my own apartment. I lived by myself with Obi and I just did what I wanted day in and day out and kind of just like built my life only surrounding me, which I had never done before, which I think was very important for my own growth. Oh yeah. So important. It's yeah. Having a true identity of self was something that I didn't think about until I was alone until Mm -hmm. I got to like sit with my own self and be like, it's seven 30, like the small things, like I don't want to make dinner. I'm going to have girl dinner and I, it's not going to matter and I'm not going to worry about it for the next day. And like truly doing things that I wanted to do all the time and not have to worry about like, is this person going to wake up for work? Do they have their lunch back? Like all of these mm-hmm. things that I like felt for so long that I just like had to sit with myself and it was terrifying, but great. But great. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really glad you got to do that. Cause I mean, everyone's different, but it's like, it'd be really hard to end one thing that you were in so long and just jump mm-hmm. into something new. And it's like, you don't, you still didn't get that time alone to really, right. you know, understand what you want and you like and what you value. Yeah. Yeah. It was It definitely, a, it worked out really, really well in the end, but it definitely was difficult all at the same time. Yeah. I will say, I guess, do you have any thoughts or like final thoughts or words for people maybe who are young? And thinking of going through a divorce, because again, you think divorce and it's like old people are older, but like, you don't think twenties and thirties. So like anything on like, I don't want to say normalizing divorce per se, but like normalizing the conversation around it, because sometimes things literally just don't work out and it's okay. I, and I talked to my best friend about this literally the other day. There's, I hear this all the time and I heard this a lot and I held on to the sentiment for so long and it was not helpful. People say like, marriage is hard. Marriage is supposed to be difficult. It's not supposed to be a walk in the park. And so I held on to that thinking, oh, everyone else goes through things like this. Marriage is supposed to be hard. But there's a difference between like marriage being hard and marriage having hard times in your marriage. Like if Every single day I'm having anxiety. I'm fighting off panic attacks. There's issues in the home. I don't feel comfortable going home. That's that's saying this isn't working. And both yep. people have stopped working together to make this work. Mm-hmm. You can have hard times in your marriage where you hate the person because they're driving you insane. But like of course, you are yeah. in love with the person and you actively want to make you have like small increments of time that are really, really difficult. Sure. Um, and so I hate, I try to think, I just listened to another podcaster say it like, yeah, I went through the most difficult time and I did all this with my husband and I ended up getting back with him. And I was just like, that's amazing for you. But I hate that that's out there because I don't want people to feel like they have to be stuck in something forever because I think that's a really old 
mentality of like, mm-hmm. you have to stay in here forever, even though you are actually miserable. And mm-hmm. the person that you're with might not actually see that they're miserable, but they are. And you guys are both just sitting in something that's really, really toxic, but you've become comfortable in it. And mm-hmm. it's like sticking in a marriage when like your kids can see that you literally hate each other it is worse for the kids to see you both suffer day in and day out I don't have children but that's something that like I will never like not think about when it comes to divorce I would much rather see a couple separate and happy with partners that make them happy so they are good to come home to day in day out than sticking together because that's just not what works for anybody because why stick in something that you know that you're going to be unhappy with for the rest of your life this is the only one that you get like that's what I would say to myself all the time you only have one of these and if you continue to the way that you're continuing and you feel this scared and this panicky all the time you're not you're not going to get out of it and you're just going to make yourself and your partner miserable because you are just going to continue to produce negativity all the time so true Mm-hmm. only it's have scary. one life it is scary mm-hmm. and you have one life spend it spend it right yes do it with people that you love and like you want to spend time with like I'm not saying give up on every relationship that right. you come in contact with because obviously that is not what I do or did um but also I think it's really important to listen to your body. If you have anxiety all the time, you're really stuck, you feel uncomfortable in spaces, you have anxiety before you go out with people and you're in the couple. There's like a lot of things that say that your body talks to you and it's like, hey, something's up that you're not listening to. I think listen to the way you feel while you're around your partner and yeah. not a not a shake not a nothing to your partner but like you need to listen to yourself like they could be doing what they've always done but you are feeling a different type of way about them and you need to listen to that amen <laughs> who would have thought the girl chugging <laughs> sidewalk slammers multiple times a week just you know had to go through some trauma and go through a lot of therapy to get out (laughs) that's all it takes just a little trauma a little trauma and therapy um yes a little trauma and therapy a lot of people leaving your life at very important times and being like okay i need to find the core people in my life that like really are like i clung on to those core people for so long and like my circle is very, very small now, but I'm very happy about it. Like I am very happy about the people that I directly communicate with day in and day out because I'm not afraid these people are going to be mad at me. I'm not afraid they're going to leave me on a, like on a whim or during important times. I'm not afraid, like I'm not afraid of them. And that's a really weird thing to say about people that you used to be friends with, but I'm not afraid of them. Like I'm a, yeah. I'm fully confident that like I can do something and I can genuinely mess up and I can have honest conversations with these people and then be like, yeah, no, we're good. I just really didn't like A, B, C, or D. Um, so yeah, it's, it's taken a lot of people leaving, lots of trauma, but she's whole now. She's whole now. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you do, you look great you yeah you like look happy and like you have like a glow so you do i've heard that a bunch a lot of people have said that like just the way i hold myself is a lot different it's not like all the time like ready to break down all the time but yeah i will say i will say the people that like truly got me through it that didn't know were like all of my clients at my cycle uh bar i used to work at i did all of the 6 a.m's and well, three times a week, having that to go to and like be on forced me out of my head for a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. they have no idea, but like, I told them before I left, like, you guys don't know, but you literally saved my life. Um, but it truly like having purpose and like having to go place and show up from some, for somebody else and like truly like put, put on a show for them saved my life in so many ways that I don't think they know because like Mm -hmm. it gave me purpose it gave me time to smile focus on 
trap music off SoundCloud. Like, just focus on anything else that yeah. wasn't, like, my own life. And, like, I knew that they were going to show up every 6 a.m. So I was like, if their asses are showing up, I'm showing up. So let's keep it consistent here. So that's why I just value, like, continuing staying in the fitness community because, like, those people showing up for me and I show up for them. So it just, like, creates a nice little bond. You know. I you do. Get it. I do. I get it a little too well. Some yeah. days I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Swipe Society. Please rate us and leave us a five-star review on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to this podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. If you're not already, please give us a follow on Instagram at Swipe Society Pod and send all questions and inquiries to hello at swipesocietypod.com. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. Chat soon!